Welcome to Climate Anxiety and the Kid Question, a podcast that explores climate change, how it impacts our emotions and sense of well-being in the world, and ultimately how we feel about having and raising children in this climate-altered landscape. I'm your host, Jade Sasser. In this episode, I'm talking to Cameron, a college student from New Jersey who's thinking about dating, friendships, and filmmaking, all in the midst of climate change. He's uncertain what's ahead, and for him, the biggest question is, how do you plan a life you feel good about, and maybe even a family, in the middle of so much uncertainty? Let's get into it. Okay, so um, can you start by telling me a little bit about yourself in terms of how old you are, how you identify as a person, and where you're from? My name is Cameron Webb. I'm, I just turned 20 years old. Um, how I identify as a person, you mean like gender-wise? Um, yeah. Uh, I, my pronouns are he, him, um, I identify as a cis male and, um, where I'm from, I'm from Jersey, uh, like the suburbs, like 40, 40 minute train ride, uh, from, uh, New York city. Okay. And what kind of family did you grow up in, in terms of how many siblings there are and in terms of how your family feels about family size, having children and how many children? Yeah, so it's actually just me. I'm I'm an only child. Um and um my uh my parents like we're never gonna have a big family. Um but there was some deliberation I think over having another child but ultimately they decided not to. Um but they were never considering more than uh, two children. Um, my mom is a, parent, is a sibling of three, and my dad is the sibling of two. Um, so, yeah. And did your parents, to your recollection, um, did they talk about or give you any messages growing up about, you know, whether you should have children, whether they want to be grandparents, anything like that? Yeah, I think that was always just considered to be a, um, like a default. Um, I think that, uh, my, my mom has always wanted to be a grandma. And like there, I, I think that both of them don't want to, you know, put pressure on me. But I do think that as a kid, I was always, um, it seemed to be always the assumption, uh, assumption that I was going to, um, have a kid or have kids mm-hmm. um, because you know I would talk to my parents about you know I'd complain to them about something and then they would say something like oh well when you have kids you'll stand you know something like that um, so it was never like a direct like you're going to have kids but um, there definitely is a, um, a bit of a just an assumption that you're going to and so how do you feel about that you're 20 so fairly young but still you're you're of an age where you could start thinking about whether you want to have kids or not how are you feeling about that yeah i mean um i don't think i'm going to if i do have kids it's not going to be for a while um but i mean i think i always uh assumed that i was going to have kids for a while um, and then at some point I realized that it didn't have to be, that didn't have to be the case. And, uh, um, cause I think that it, these days the, 
in there's just more conversations about alternative like family structures and stuff like that and mm -hmm. um, that you realize that you know there isn't one default way to, to live your life like that um, and people are talking more about you know having children in a more realistic way like you know with um, you know that it's you know that it's really hard and it kind of changes your life um, in a very dramatic way mm -hmm. um, and so yeah um, I think I I I don't know exactly what I want but um, I think I do have moments in my life where I'm like oh well I will definitely teach my kids that or I will you know tell my kids that and I don't even hesitate when I think about that so mm -hmm. it's probably I don't know we'll see mm -hmm. and when you do think about having kids for you is that like your own biological kids or do you also think in terms of like foster care or adoption yeah i guess I, yeah i always think about biological kids um, i've never really thought of uh adopting um well i guess i have thought about it but i whenever i imagine it it's normally a, like a, a biological child mm -hmm. So switching gears just a little bit, um, what are the things that make you feel concerned or maybe even anxious about the prospect of ever being a parent? I'd say the main one is that, um, I mean, it's just you, it, I mean, like I said earlier, it changes your life in this really dramatic way. You have this responsibility this enormous responsibility for the like small little um, malleable um, uh, very um, what's the word breakable thing like it's um, it's very scary I think um, to have that amount of responsibility and to sort of you got to change your life in some extreme ways and start to be are responsible and you have less flexibility like you can't just you know you can't just you know go on vacation at the drop of a hat or mm -hmm. um you know just do anything you have to really limit your life and so i think that's that's definitely something that's very scary um and also the like just kids are are very annoying and um like they're they're very you know it, it, it's just an objective thing that when you have a kid it's like there's no way that you guys are gonna be smooth sailing the entire time so you're really signing up for like a big task this is just going to be an abrupt shift but how do you feel about climate change and the environmental changes happening to our planet does that factor in at all yeah that's um oh, for sure another thing that i would say um that's a huge thing. Um, I also definitely have been thinking, especially recently, about the morals of bringing a kid into a world that's you know essentially falling apart, and we have caused pretty much irreparable damage to. Mm -hmm. um, that's sort of a reality that I've come to um, head with recently. Um, I think that um, it. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know exactly where it is, but it, I. I know that the state of the world now, even now, is like um, my 
I, I feel that my generation, like, of, of, I don't know, kids slash, like, young adults, seems to have this different way of looking at it in that, or at least the people that I associate with seem to just assume that the world is going to end and, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I don't think it's going to be that clear cut, but there does seem to be this general, like, there, there was, I think, in the years prior to us and the generations prior to us, this hope that things were going to get better. But I think that my generation is definitely disillusioned with that sort of um, way of thinking because nothing has changed really for for decades. And I think that we're really starting to see like <clears throat> actual effects in our daily lives, I think, of, of climate change. And I think that there's more of this um, almost acceptance of the fact that this is, you know, not the not the way that it's going to be forever. Mm. So, um, so when you say that you feel like people in your generation generally don't feel like things are going to get better, what's your vision of the future? What do you think the world will be like ten or twenty years from now? I think that um, personally, I mean, I think. Uh, my friends will say that, like, oh, this, the world is not going to be here, blah, blah, blah. Like, was, you know, my, my kids are, <laughs> my kids are, uh, not going to be able to live in this world. I think with the people that I associate with, I mean, uh, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that there's, um, the people who are actually going to have to deal with this are the marginalized people of the world. Um, and I think that there's going to be a bracket of people uh, in which um, there's going to be a, I think a bracket of people, like a wealth bracket um, of like the top to, you know, however many, however rich you have to be to not be affected by climate change. And I think over time that's going to shrink. Um, I think that um, for a, a while, I think, you know, rich people and, you know, the, the, the wealthiest people of the world will not have to deal with climate change most likely. I mean, it may affect them in certain ways, but I think that um, there's just going to happen to be more and more people who are going to have to actually deal with um, climate change. How, how does that vision of the future, how do these things that you anticipate, um, how does that make you feel? What emotions come up when you think about that? I think it's hard um, to imagine a world like a dystopian world like that Um, because it's so hard to put yourself in a place that's not now, like Mm -hmm. to imagine the world um, when it's not now. Like when I watch something like An Inconvenient Truth or something like that's when I feel like genuinely very scared. But probably like a couple hours after I've watched that, like I'm I'm back to the present moment. I think everyone lives lives so much in the present that it's really hard to um, to imagine um, like the actual possibility of the world being, you know, of the world changing that drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what 
is actually scaring me the most is that I don't feel like scared about it. Like I don't, um, I just sort of, again, like, I feel like I've accepted this as something that's just going to happen. Like, and, and, you know, you think, you'd think that if I knew that the world was ending or if I knew that things were going to get that worse, I would be, I'd be riding the streets or, you know, I'd be taking drastic action. Um, but I don't know. I think there's this inability to, um, accept, uh, something that seems so far off, even though it's really not. And do you and your friends ever talk about the parenting issue, like whether you would have kids or not, or whether you're planning to? Yeah, I feel like that's more of a conversation that you would have with like a Tinder date. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I've definitely talked with that, like with friends and stuff. Um, it, it definitely comes up. I think that, um, Everyone my age seems to be sort of in a similar boat of like not really. I mean, I'm not at a stage where I am legitimately considering having kids right now. So it's not as big a worry. <laughs> it's more just like a hypothetical issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I suspect that when I get older, probably it, it's going to be harder to, it, it, I mean, things are probably going to be worse. I can't imagine them getting better. And, um, it'll be even more difficult to think about that kind of stuff, but it's, it's already something that, you know, kind of worries me and worries other people. Mm. Um, and I think that to be honest, a lot of, I have, I, I have a lot of probably more female friends than I do male friends. Um, and I feel like on their end, I think that there's a definitely a huge wave of, um, modern young women who just have no interest in having kids, mm-hmm. um, which I think is probably, you know, in part, I mean, it's, you know, probably various reasons, but I think that there's definitely, <clears throat> at least in sort of more, uh, progressive areas, definitely less of a, um, um, emphasis on this traditional family structure and, and need to have kids yeah Um, but yeah i think a lot of them are not not even really considering it at this point and it's interesting since since you brought it up um what do your tinder dates say i mean if this is a conversation that happens (laughs) um yeah i mean not like we're actually um considering having kids on a a tinder date but i i do think (laughs) that um i think it's you know it's a similar thing that's probably like with the people who I've dealt with, I've talked to about this stuff. A lot of them are just <clears throat> not as interested in uh, doing it, you know, for environmental reasons, or just because they don't like kids, or because they don't want to put their body through a um, extremely physically rigorous thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and I do think that adoption is definitely way. Uh, more common, um, like more common to consider, because mm-hmm. um, that is quite a. Um, I wouldn't say it's a progressive, I thing, but I do think that it's more of like it's environmentally, like you know, really helpful and and just a morally, it's a really good thing to do. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people are, a lot more people consider adoption. Yeah. So I know that you said that you and a lot of your friends tend to not feel hopeful um, when you think about the future, but what could be a future um, or a vision of a future that you would feel hopeful about? Like, what would it take for you to feel like the future is a place that you, I don't know, feel some sort of hope about living into? Um, well, it would definitely take radical restructuring of a lot of industries and institutions. Um, uh, and probably, you know, most likely the government is mainly. Um, I think that another thing that a lot of people talk about in my um, circles is that capitalism is sort of the antithesis to um, environmental change in a lot of ways because um, of this emphasis on growth and production and um, it, it really doesn't have a lot of um, consideration for the environment. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, I would love to live in uh, a place that is just more, far more considerate of the environment and where people have more restraint and restrictions in terms of, you know, I, I mean, ideally I would love to see a world in which most people are thinking about the environment in a different way. I'm reading this book called uh, Braiding Sweetgrass. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. You, you know it? Yeah. Um, and one of the things that she talks about earlier in the book is um, uh, the author is of Native American descent and she talks about how like this economic, um, how she would love to, to live in a world that's more based off of like Native American economics, and, which are more like, um, like reciprocate, reciprocal, like more, um, if you give me this, I'll give it back to you. Mm. And like very caring of the environment and less based off of this, you know, cold, um, capital-based economy, more of a barter system. It's hard to imagine a world in which that actually exists, considering the scale of things. Mm -hmm. um, it's very, it's so far-fetched. It's like, or not, I, I shouldn't say far-fetched. I mean, I should dream big, but it's like, um, it's it, it's quite different than, than what I imagined. But I would love to live in a world in which the people's, minds are different like we mm -hmm. we as a society i think that we would have different psychologies and different yeah. ways of looking at um the world and and things would be much less cons like concerned with you know crunching numbers and, and making sure that everything is um like you have to have the right amount of money for this you have to have this um and instead people would just be more giving and especially more giving to the environment mm -hmm. um, and understanding that when you take something from the environment, you should be giving back as well. Okay. Actually, I do have just one more question. 
Um, does your major in film or any of your future plans around that, does that factor into or intersect with any of the stuff we've talked about? Yeah, that's actually a good question. I remember I was, I was on a date with somebody and I remember we were talking about this and she was, she was a psychology major, but she was taking this class on environmentalism, I think. And, um, she said that, um, she had a class in which the professor was like, you guys are screwed. Like there's no, uh, like, I'm sorry. Like I feel bad for you that you guys are screwed basically. Wow. Um, and that the world is going to change very soon. Um, and that's, you know, you're going to have to deal with it. And, um, I remember that being very scary and I had, um, sort of a, um, a crisis of, uh, thinking about like, like, why am I majoring in film when the world is ending? Like what I, what, like the, the, the reality that that professor is talking about is a world that, that is radically different and that will most likely have really very little per person or the publisher. And I think that, you know, I don't know what it would have use for, but it's, it's kind of scary to think about that what I'm currently working towards may not even be available in the future or may not be important in the future. Um, because the way I'm, I'm just assuming that we're going to have a, you know, lives that are able to sustain luxury and, and entertainment. Um, but I mean, who knows? We may not have time to even, you know, watch movies in the future. Um, or yeah, I don't know. I mean, of course, I don't know that professor, but I do want to say I want to push back against what they said, because I mean, the reality is we're living in and with climate change right now. So, yeah, we're having more intense storms. Some of us are dealing with drought and wildfires. Um, you know, some places of the world, people can't grow food the way they used to. All of these kinds of things, they're already happening. They are intensifying. But like we need films right now as we're going through this. We need movies like have you seen Don't Look Up? No, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard about it, yeah. I think we need films like that. It has sparked such a conversation um, in real life and all across social media. Thousands of people are talking about it on Twitter. I've had conversations with family members who have never expressed any interest in climate change, but they love the film and they want to talk about climate change because of the film. So my personal plug is, we totally need film <laughs> because yeah. like a visual form of storytelling can get things across in ways that, you know, someone like myself who teaches in a classroom or writes articles cannot. Um, yeah. And you can use satire and humor and all kinds of things. Anyway, all of that is to say, I think we do and will continue to need film. I hope you're right. That's our episode. Thank you for listening to Climate Anxiety and the Kid Question. And please be sure to join us again.